This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. So we are back on America's favorite podcast about hey Catholic movie people. That's Bo Bonner, the great Bo Bonner. Yeah, that's, that, that's science, right? Scientific proof, exactly. number one, with a bullet. Exactly. And we are your infallible and impeccable guides to Catholic movie watching and watching movies as a Catholic. So it's with some trepidation that I ask you, please rate my podcast, like it, Facebook like it, Twitter retweet it, do everything you can to power this little podcast that can. You know what I'm saying? MySpace it. Exactly. MySpace is big now. Um, <laughs> Today. So here's the thing, Bo. We usually agree, you know, because I think we're both both pretty great people. Agreed. Um, but we are going to disagree on this one. And uh, this one is Lady Bird. We're going to start with the discussion of Lady Bird, and then we're going to move into kind of a year-end wrap-up where we give our opinions on the top movies of the year. I think they're they're pretty similar, but but this one not so much. So last uh, last episode, you defended three billboards to me and made me somewhat change my opinion. I have no hopes of getting you to change your opinion, but I'm going to take a similar stance on this one. Okay. Sounds fair enough. So basically, let me let's plot summary. Okay. Plot synopsis. What's going on? Can someone tell me what's going on? Lady Bird is your, your standard coming-of-age movie of a, a Catholic school girl who's quite rebellious and unique. She's from Sacramento, and she putatively hates it. And it's kind of her tra- travails through a family that's not exactly broken. Her parents are still intact, but that has some serious problems, both parent-wise and sibling-wise. And I, and I, I just I loved it. So, Bo, tell me, what am I, why? Why am I wrong? Why does it, why does it stink? Well... <laughs> So I, in, in thinking about this and hearing friends that I respect their opinions have such radically different ones in mine, I, I looked deep in my soul and asked why. And first of all, I don't know if this one is translatable. So I'm a convert. I did not go to Catholic school. So I look at this, you know, roughly when I would have, I mean, it's a little later than when I would have been in school. I graduated in 99. But I'm guessing Catholic school circa 98 it's not all that different than what Catholic school and like the sort of life portrayed at that time would be. And I watched this movie, and I frankly admit, I if I would have been Catholic, I'm thinking there's like a 98% chance I would have left the church. <laughs> Just being completely frank. I all of a sudden, I, I thank this movie for giving me the ability to um, really understand and have my heart go out to people who left the church. Because this movie is such a lip, limp, terrible culture, just all over the place. Mm. And sort of the just middle classiness of it all. That like the point of religion is to kind of make you stop being so mean to your parents and mm. realize they sacrificed mm. a few right. nail treatments in order to get you to go to a to a school with, with I mean, look, the nuns are nice, and that's part of it, too, why I hate this movie. I'll be very honest, is like part of it is like the reaction about how people loved it. And even Catholic people, essentially, the reason they think it's a good Catholic movie is that no one trashed the nuns. I'm like, that's how low the bar is. Okay, look. Don't trash the nuns. Look, it's now, a great look. Catholic movie. Now, Taylor, I'm going to let you speak, but I'm going to have to cut you off right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> so I'm getting angry over here. Like, like I'm shaking in rage, Bo. Oh, yeah? No, not really. But uh, I, I think I have to... I have to kind of be that that guy who's like a cradle Catholic now, and I have to say this piece, and I don't think I can divorce it from my personal life. Okay, right. So I I this movie uh, she graduates in 2003, I believe, and that was one year after I graduated high school. So I mean, not only is it close to my milieu, it is like my actual life growing up. I went to this kind of a Catholic school, um, and you know, no spoilers in this movie. It's not really like a plot driven movie. But I am going to discuss things in here, so if you want to go in fresh, stop now. But, like, there's there's certain scenes that literally happen to me or people that I know. Uh, right. Like, being at Mass, and, you know, and we're not going to get into the, the, the NO versus uh, traditional Mass type of thing, but seeing the hand-holding and the singing and looking at your friends and, and giggling at how ridiculous it is, that sort of thing, that was me. So, obviously, I'm a kind of a sucker for the the, the, the whole thing going in. There's a scene where she eats her and her her friend, who's like a a good influence on her life, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, they're snacking on communion wafers, and they make the point that they're not consecrated, or else I'd have a bigger problem with this movie. But I right. knew kids who did that, so it's kind of like, I I just I can't divorce my life from it. So that's that's point number one. You do you are right to criticize the the Catholic school. It's ter- it's horrific. Uh, it doesn't impart the faith. It doesn't transmit the faith in any real sense. I agree with all that, but I don't. I don't know that that's the point of this movie. That that's a good or a bad thing. I don't think it's saying that the school's doing a good job or a bad job, right? Would you agree with me on that? Right. Um, I mean, it just yes. kind of is. Fair enough. You know? Okay. Yes. So then, what's it all about? I I don't know, man. I'm a su- I'm a sucker. First of all, for coming of age movies of all kind. I don't know if you saw last year, there was a very similar movie that didn't get nearly this much uh, lauding called, uh, what was it called? The Edge of Seventeen. I don't know if you saw it. No, yeah, I did not get to see okay. that one. So I think you might like that one better because it's not a Catholic school, and uh, so you don't have that whole issue lurking in the background. But it has uh, Woody Harrelson, who I know you love, uh, being kind of a very similar <laughs> crunchy character to the sheriff in Three Billboards, actually. And I love that movie, too, because, I, I don't know, man, I feel like I'm still coming of age. Like, I went to Catholic school, I didn't come out unscathed, I was very scathed. And I did kind of lose the faith, but then I, you know, hopefully come back now. And I still feel like I'm trying to find my way just in life generally. I still, you know, I don't know, I, I think we're all trying to do that until we, we find out the result at the end, right? I just, I'm just, I'm a sucker for trying to figure your way out here. So in this movie... She's figuring her way out. She's being intentionally provocative. So some of the things that she does that are terrible, I don't think are supposed to be, you know, something that we look at as a good decision. And much right. like much like Three Billboards. In fact, I think it's incredibly similar in this respect. I don't think there's like a hero in this movie. I think they're they're all kind of heroic and they're all kind of villainous in their own ways. You know what I mean? Right. So to I agree. Me, so to me like the parents you know, they're, they're weak, and the, the father's good in one way, and he's weak in another way. The mother's strong, but she's also overbearing. Um, you know, the brother's trying to get his life together by having this stable relationship, but he's also, you know, living in sin and kind of being a loser for most of the movie. Uh, right. So I think all these things, you know, it's not, it's not the kind of thing where you're going to be like, I really, really think this person is 
a guide. I think it's more like I understand this whole thing that everyone's going through and I relate to it because I have been there and maybe I'm still kind of doing that myself. That's how I felt about it. So I, I think a, a few things, because again, I was trying to, okay, if you feel this way, how am I, I, I respect you enough to go, what what do I need to do to get into the headspace of, of, of good old Catholic movie guy and understand where he's coming from? Mm-hmm. Well, one of them is the closest movie like this that's about, not exactly, because I, I went to public school, but mm. it's ostensi- ostensibly about a school of evangelicals. Do you remember the movie Saved? I know. Came out like... I know of it. I refuse to watch it, though. Well, okay, why do you refuse to watch it? Because that one is in a similar motif where, like, you know, I watch that and go, like, oh, I knew those people. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you refuse to watch that one? Here's No, I mean, I don't refuse. I, I, that's the wrong statement. I had no interest in watching it when it came out because I figured it could go one of two ways. One, it was just mocking these people, which I have no interest in doing because even if I disagree with a lot of it, I don't really, you know, I think they're of good heart, most of those kind of people. Right. Kind of like a a Brady Bunch movie version of the Brady Bunch TV show. I didn't have any interest in that. Or it was of goodwill, in which case I don't know that I could relate to it very much because that wasn't my milieu. So I just never saw it. So I will say part of it is mocking, but like mocking in a way that only someone who went there was probably making jokes. Mm -hmm. And then, but part of it was it tried, you could tell that they were like trying to show the good hearts of the people. Now, how they do that is like, all the good characters really turn out, you know, to be more liberal than everyone else. So, I mean, I, I know that that's what it's like. But this is what I'm getting at. I actually don't love that movie. Um, I thought there were funny parts to it. It made me think, like, oh, I remember people like that. And I've come to the conclusion that where you and I are different is I don't like coming-of-age tales, especially involving teenagers, because I don't think I love the idea of the teenager and the cult of the teenager that the United States is, like, really in love with. Mm-hmm. I would rather watch, like, movie about kids going through an ordeal, mm-hmm. or even, like, pre-teens, so, like, the Wonderstruck movie. I don't think it's great. It's too in love with New York. But it was really interesting to see about a kid, you know, kind of going through some of these things. I don't think it's impossible to make a good movie about teenagers coming of age. It just seems like a big emotional minefield mm-hmm. that people really latch on to tropes and that some of the worst movies are that sort of deal. So maybe that's where our big divide is, is I already didn't like the cultural milieu Lady Bird's like. I loathe the sort of school element of it. And I'm like, I always, I just don't usually vibe with what people think they're uh, exploring when it comes to coming-of-age movies. So I think you've you've hit on a salient point, as you are wont to do. Uh, I think that's very insightful. And maybe, I don't know, part of it, I think, is my temperament. I'm melancholic by nature, so I'm kind of uh, one of those people who's just, you know, just a piece of crap, who's self-obsessed <laughs> and constantly in their own little world, much like a teenager. So that's probably number one. But I think a bigger point, I think that America... Western civilization and the church right now are kind of acting like teenagers and are are pretty lost. You know, they they know what they've been given. Uh, Sometimes they appreciate it, most of the time they don't, but they're not really sure what to do with it and where to go. And in large part of that, it's because the elders, the parents, the teachers, if you will, are, are failing them by not, you know, by not correctly handing down what should be handed down in the way it should be. 
So all that's a long way of saying I think this movie, it's in love with with the high school and it's also very critical of it. It's in love with Lady Bird and critical of her, the parents, everything. So that's why I, I just feel like it's a movie for our moment and I think that's one of the reasons subconsciously because I don't think that the the director necessarily, the actors or anyone in the academy. It would take my view on these matters, but I think subconsciously it's scratching an itch in our culture, and that's why it's it's really hitting home with people, even if they can't articulate why. Okay, I really will cede you that, that that's a better... Because I really was like, why do people like this movie that's about, you know, a Catholic family? And to its credit, like I said, it's not... It's not like even Spotlight, and I don't even, we don't need to go completing that, but you know, like Spotlight, whether it's a movie that's good because it exposes what was going on in Boston, or if it was like a secret, you know, like a acid that was trying to dissolve your respect for the church, whatever that movie was, you could tell why people had a strong, um, a strong reaction to it, because, you know, it was like really putting that in the crosshairs. But this one is not like bashing the church so it's not like appealing to people because it's like taking on the man so i was like what what do people ultimately see in this movie and i think you're dead right it's it is it is actually less about the catholic veneer i mean look catholic schools a whole heck of a lot of people went through catholic schools who don't even care about being catholic so that's true so there's part of it that's appealing to you nostalgia wise it's like like you were saying i'm saying it's it's kind of like Mimba Bays and like Star Wars 7 and everything like that. But it's also that it's this moment where people kind of intuitively feel lost like that. And that is a better explanation because I, I honestly did not know how this movie could be like at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which begs my next question to you. Mm-hmm. Do you like you think it technically was a good like you said, it was paced well and and acted well. Like that that because to me it was just a very plain movie. Otherwise, see that, that wow. I, I like I, I lost my breath. I'm so taken aback. I'm not even joking. Like I, I you know I think and I'm not blaming you at all because I I think I did this to three billboards too. Something clicked in me at the beginning that just made me predisposed to to not appreciating what I liked about it. You know. Yeah, and I think maybe that happened here, and and sometimes that there's, I mean that maybe that's not something that you can recover because I thought it was just a masterful movie as far as its pace. I mean, I like it was one of those that when it was over, I wanted, I wished that it had gone on longer, and I wanted to go see it again immediately. Oh um, wow! So I don't know, man. I, I I couldn't disagree more. I don't. I, maybe that maybe a second watch will prove one of us more right than that one. The only other thing I can think of, and my like wife can attest to this is for someone who personally, like, I don't mind being in uncomfortable situations. Like, I like, you know, getting into arguments and, like, you know, telling jokes that are misplaced. Like, I myself don't mind being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I do not love watching characters, like, embarrass themselves publicly, and especially when a show, like, really puts a long game where you know that it's going to happen and you have to sort of like watch in tormented agony as the character, you know, walks into the buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the reasons why I don't like Curb Your Enthusiasm, which otherwise should be a show that most people think that I would like mm-hmm. is I'm just, as I feel so bad for the characters. 
and I guess that that's why I don't like a lot of teenager movies is because it's one long uh, version of this of people walking into stuff that they should know better and then just like agonize it. So, like you know the whole scene where they walk up to the house that she said is hers and it's not. Yeah. Like I could I hated that. I just could not walk. See, felt but, so bad. See, but to me that's my life. Like I feel like that no matter what I do when I uh, when I do a podcast when I'm in court even if I'm doing really well I'm always waiting for that moment when I ring the doorbell and it's somebody else's grandma, you know what I mean? Um, it's just, I, I just, I don't know, man, I eat it up. So I admit it's in my wheelhouse, but I think for the wheelhouse it was done well. But it's funny you say that, dude, because like I felt uncomfortable in three billboards with a lot of the what the characters were going through. Uh, and so I, 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 I guess maybe because that's such a broad caricature of each person or type of person, it's, it makes you less uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like maybe like you were used to the cultural male use, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, like people being like ridiculously violent or saying like stuff that is like insanely crazy. Like I, I'm very comfortable in those situations. <laughs> so like, you know, none of that seems weird to me. Like, you, you, people... have you, have you taken a temperament test? Uh, like the, like yeah, the I mean, I, yes. What's yours? Col- choleric or choleric, however you say it? Uh, is that the, the, the loud one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I have, I, I have loads this, of that. And I think then this a, yeah. might be the essential, uh, divide then. That makes sense. But my second one is melancholy, but okay. not like pervasive, but so, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm both too, but the, the switch, I believe. So, in any event, good. Okay, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. But I want to say one one or two more things in defense of this thing. So, I just, I, I think that it really does tackle head-on the banality of modern life and all of its aspects. And True. again, it doesn't offer solutions, maybe, but it, it hints at them, which I'll get to next. But it definitely tackles them, particularly, um, you know, her first uh, sexual experience which yes. she builds up, and, and, and her mother's um, complete abdication of her rightful parental authority and right. what should be nurturing nature. Like, she's, she at one point asks her mother, you know, when's a good time to lose your virginity? And her mother's like, well, make sure you, you, know, you use protection. But I think college, you know, like, like why, why does that matter? Like, if there's right. no actual meaning to it. So Lady Bird disregards that advice uh, as yes. far as it goes and tries to lose her virginity in high school, and it's the most disappointing unfulfilling yeah, experience another one where i'm just like oh my gosh like why why relive why relive this age <laughs> yes but that's a great critique of the modern sexual ethos and then and then finally you know the the end of the movie spoiler alert real spoiler alert she's she's at college and she again is like she's binge drinking and she's unfulfilled trying you know trying to figure it all out so it's sunday morning when she wakes up from this bender and she's wandering about town, and she ends up going into a church, right? Yeah. And she has this kind of epiphany in that church. And I don't, I won't get into anything more. And and you, I believe, when we were talking off air, so to speak, summarize this as be thankful. Yeah. Um, the and, kinda like emphasis on kinda. Okay. Like you said kind okay. of epiphany. That's okay. What it seemed well, like. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. Okay. But uh, I mean, at the essential problem uh, of our society and our church i think is a lack of gratitude for what you've been given and, and what's been handed down and yeah, so even yes. in a nascent way i think that this movie lauds that and and the, and the nun says it's at one point toward the end of the movie you know love is paying attention 
And that might be a simple message, but it's a good one, and it's one that I think you know we need to hear again and again. And I really did think the movie conveyed that. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think this goes back to what we've been hitting on is the question is like how best to expose, for instance, the, absur- the absurdities of mon- modern life. And I am probably, you know, more attuned to being a like let's do farce or absurdity or you know get it into fifth gear to make those points and 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 maybe more of the Flannery O'Connor school of write at large and in blood. So yeah, maybe this is just truly if you're not like that, you won't like three billboards and you should probably watch Lady Bird. And if uh <laughs> if you're more like me, Lady Bird just seems grating. You know, it's it, it, I guess that's it, right? It's like for me None of the humiliations are humiliating enough. Like, none of the epiphanies are epiphanic enough. It's not that I don't believe in subtlety, right? Because some of my most favorite, like, like I, 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 like Dr. Strangelove is one of my most favorite movies of all time. And a lot of that is subtle, but it's just farcical. You know, so maybe that's, maybe I'm, I have a, a malfunction in my brain and you are a more appropriate adult but that's know, the problem but you know Bo, I mean really you did convert and in, and with me it was like I was I was uh, poked for years nudged to Catholicism then I rejected it and I came back so maybe the, it's just that simple in this regard like to me my my I didn't have like a Damascus uh, road moment you know what I mean? I just had, right. it was just kind of a gradual wearing away of coming to my senses, so maybe that's why it appeals to me. But you can like both of them. You know, I I've been convinced that I was a little hard on Three Billboards, which I didn't hate at the you know anyway. But um, like it the more and more I think about it, I like both these movies, and uh, I encourage you, Bo, to become a teenager again. Yeah. Maybe my... take take a load off and have a bourbon and watch Lady Bird when it comes out on video. Maybe you'll like it a little more. Maybe You're not so dang hard on it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe my uh, final thing to be honest about Bo's biases is this a mo- this is a movie in California where the main character thinks salvation is New York City, two of my least favorite places, if not in reality, like a, a ideology, like in, in ideas, right? Like everybody having a savior complex about those two places. Yeah. So this Oki was not going to be predisposed, I think. But so. but Mr. Oki, you have to admit the movie did not it found that Salvation wasn't New York. You have it's to. It's true. That. All right, so here we it's go. It's true. Great. So Bo, it's that time. Final rating. I'll let you go first, since I think yours will be much lower than mine. Uh, man. Yeah, I'm like like a four. I just do you, not like that movie. You're lucky I forgot the bell today. Holy crap. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah sorry. No, you know, I will never give a ten on one viewing, so it's a, it's a nine for me. But it's trending toward ten. I can see it becoming one of my all-time favorites. Dang. Well, there you go. That's That has to be the most divergent rate. I mean, have you and Tin Man ever been that divergent? Oh my, yes, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, that's not even fair to say, I guess. Yeah, he yeah. would hate this, I'm quite sure. So I think, unfortunately, <laughs> you're in the Tim camp on this one, buddy. Uh, wow. Settle there in go. there. Pitch a time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all that's a long way of saying that uh, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. And we're going to go ahead now and give kind of our top ish movies of the year i have like way more than five 
So why don't you give me like your top five in order if you can, and then okay. I'll, I'll, I'll transition to mine. Going up from five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, so number five would be Logan. This is Very also this is also my fifth too. So please laud it. Okay, yeah. Um, you want to talk about where here we are with the the near exasperation point of a lot of superhero movies. Like I'm probably gonna go watch them because. I grew up reading comic books, but I myself realized that maybe we've gone to that well a bit too much. Yeah. And and especially with other movies where they try to do a new spin on the superhero movies and blatantly fail, you worry about this one. But really, they made a Western about Wolverine, mm-hmm. and it, it completely succeeded. Absolutely uh, impressed by that movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, for anyone who's interested, we did a much more in-depth look at logan on its own podcast right after right around the time it came out but yeah it's it's really not a superhero movie i mean if it is it's one of the best but if it's not it's just a great western and uh just fantastic so that's my number five too what's your four number four let me i gotta like be able to like uh think uh backwards here uh um i think it would be dunkirk let me make sure that I'm not that I'm putting those in the correct order. Um, but yeah, love Dunkirk. Think people who um, I don't know, like the it's one of those deals where I think I'm not gonna say that I, I fade it at all. Like it's not that I uh, I don't like it anymore or anything like that. I just think that like it, I thought maybe upon further review I would think more highly of it, but it's kind of reached its ceiling. But Dunkirk is just. You know, a movie where they figured out how to make you feel as claustrophobic as the people in the movie, very impressed. So Dunkirk is my number four. That would be my number seven, and it was also great. It's just that it's not the kind of movie that I want to like watch again and again. Maybe the, right. It's just it's a kind of a unique thing, and uh, so it lands just outside the top five. But I agree, a masterpiece. He would, you know, it would deserve to win Best Picture, no problem with that. But not for me. Number three. So, Number three, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Um, it's one, to be quite frank, I should probably watch again to see how it's uh, aged. Um, I don't think... Uh, it, I, I really think people will continue to watch it just for the visual aspects of it. Uh, I still think the story is really resonant. I, I'm really looking forward... And when you asked me to do these top fives, I thought about how much will I want to watch these, not even like today, but a year from now, Mm-hmm. Um, would love to get a chance to to watch Blade Runner 2049 a bit slower and really let it seep in a bit. So yeah, number three for me. Number four for me. I thought it was great. Again, you know, first watch, so it could it could easily be number one if I look back on this in the past. It's that good. I, I wouldn't I couldn't criticize anything about it, and it really did speak to uh, <laughs> modern man. I think so. You can check that out on its own podcast as well. Yep. Number two. So number two might surprise you as much as I went on and on and on about it. Um, oh my gosh! Actually, oh my, Bo, we are going to agree on number one, which I think is a is a crazy shock. But go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. So three three billboards is number two for me. Nice number love six, that number movie. six for me. We we had it, we just did it last week. Feel free to listen to that. What's your number one then, Bo? Number one and like you know because I really did. There's a lot that I really liked and I really mulled over this one, but. Um, it's Baby Driver. Baby Driver is going to be the movie that from 2017 I think people 
will continue to watch and will honestly say opened up a possibility about how to do a certain type of movie correctly. Um, our most, re- you know, movies the last few years have been obsessed with uh, nostalgia, hitting old beats. And it's not that that's bad, but they've kind of all done it in a very similar way. But Baby Driver not only, like, you know, imbues music into the movie, unlike that, you know, the Moulin Rouge-esque type way people have been doing it. And also really, I mean, like, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, from the 50s on all the way up through uh, the most recent times is able to sort of hit hit beats that make us think about prior ages without beating you over the head. Um, the movie is on in one hand like really in your face and choleric, but also really provides, like you said, uh, just to continue with that idea, some moments of melancholy to make us really think. Absolutely impressed by the movie, my favorite of 2017. So we we did not plan this because I thought I was going to be out on a limb. Not that this would be on your list. I thought it would be, but to be number one. But it's my number one too. I, I went back and forth between that and Lady Bird, as you can see from my impassioned defense of being a teenager. Right. Um, <laughs> But you're right, man. It just first of all, I love music equally or more than I love the movies, and yeah. I've never seen a better marriage in a movie. Um, oh yeah. I I saw it three times in the theater. It did not get worse. It got better every time. I laughed. I cried. Literally, it was fantastic. I, I want to watch it again. I want to own it more than any other movie. It it was totally a unique experience for me, and I don't care that it's a quote unquote action movie. It was the best movie of the year. I also want to say one thing that's been out there, and everybody's criticizing it for this, and it really bothers me in a way it shouldn't. But everyone says, well, yeah, that was a great movie, but the ending was just ridiculous. Blah, what? blah, blah. I kid you not. The, spoiler alert, 30 seconds. The Kevin Spacey turn at the end, basically. Oh. My, my take on this is, I, I want to, I mean, like, I like you, critic, who says that, because everyone says that. I can't get mad at you. You share a common opinion, but... I mean, what is wrong with you? You're watching a movie about a deaf man driving, (laughs) orchestrating car chases to his favorite iPod songs, and he has like seven of them that he takes with him, and he switches them out with with, with no difficulty. And then we critique because one character has a change of heart when he's faced with his, uh, when he sees that his his plans have gone awry. Please, please, okay? Seriously, please. Well, Um, and so the movie, which in in, (laughs) as weird as this will sound, probably is about grace more than all of them that's exactly right buddy right that like weirdly enough like the right thing happening in the right moment seen in one way seems like a disaster but like actually is like perfect providential timing the whole movie is about that that's why music's about music and everything like that exactly the whole movie is about perfect timing right and so here you go you have this kid and this uh, and his girlfriend, who in a movie that is about brutal, violent gangs, is sort of preternaturally pure. Like yep. their love is from a different time. And yes, the conceit of the movie, not saying it's realistic, not mm-hmm. saying this has ever happened in a mob boss, but in the conceit of the movie, you go, of course, baby's love would be able to convert him in that moment. It's not hard to believe that. Yeah. So whatever yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more uh you can listen to the tin man who also liked it so it tells you it hits all checks all the boxes if we all three right. agree on something um that was its own podcast but that to me is the movie that i will definitely never forget from this year 
Rounding out my top five was Phantom Thread, the P.T. Anderson new movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. Just fantastic. A beautiful movie and a beautiful take on what is kind of a a perverse uh, and disturbing romance. So I hope you get to see it. I, don't, I know you haven't yet, but it, it's Yeah, fantastic. I really want to watch that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I want to mention just a few other movies. I don't know if you've seen them. Jump in if you have. Um, rounding out my like top ten-ish would be The Big Sick. Uh, that's available on Amazon. Yeah, I didn't and get to watch that one. It's kind of a romantic comedy, culture clash, writ large, uh, discerning viewing, but uh, it kind of it kind of hit home with me. Uh, also, Valerian, which was my favorite sci-fi movie, and is what the Star Wars prequels could have been, kind of a kind of a thing. Huh. Um, so check that out. I think that's also on available on Amazon. And then uh, I Tanya, I love that. I don't know if you got a chance to see. Uh, no, I really badly it. want to watch that one. Yeah, very good. The- I remember one, so I just to add one more, I don't know where I would place it, but um, it didn't get wide release, so it might have been hard for people to see. Um, Loving Vincent, which is an animated, it's animation, but it's paint animation, and it's sort of like the whole movie looks like a Vincent Van Gogh painting, and it's about him. Mm-hmm. Um I'm never gonna act like it's gonna. It should like be a ten or anything, mm-hmm. um, but it is a v- gorgeous movie and a very uh, moving movie. Um, I think sometimes movies like that rely a little bit too much on the the trick of their technological device, and maybe that falls into this. But otherwise, good movie. People should uh, watch it if they have a chance. And then, uh, and then I want to mention like a few more honorable mentions that would not be in the top 10, but which were great and you should definitely see. One, The Disaster Artist, the James Franco vehicle. Two, Molly's Game, which is Aaron Sorkin meets poker meets courtroom drama. Very good. Interesting. Uh, Wonder, which was a great family movie. Uh, Logan Lucky, I don't know if you saw that. Adam Driver and uh, Daniel Craig. It's Ocean's Eleven meets NASCAR. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I want to throw a shout out there to uh, to Thor, which I think was the best real yeah. superhero movie and a lot of fun. Guardians was good too. I would, I would give it to Thor. Before we leave, though, I have to throw out my dishonorable mentions for the year, and I don't know Ooh. if you've seen any of these, so you jump in. I have three of them, okay? Okay. One, and I'll give a reason for each. War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, no, I didn't get to. And like, you know what, man? Um, you're not liking it has really thrown me off because my wife and I loved the first two, yeah. and I just don't think I can bring myself to be disappointed if it's as disappointing as you, you say. Know, you'll, you'll probably like it more now that I trashed it, and I would too, but I just found it to be a total bore, and I lost my suspension of disbelief with the eight problems at some point. Two, a ghost story. Did you see this? No, the one where like the guy's walking around with the sheet on his head the whole time? Yeah, so the way you felt about Lady Bird, I felt watching this. Like, oh good, we're making this movie, and this is what it's going to be, and we're going to act like this is a great movie when we all know it's just a, a complete piece of crud. So that's how I felt about that movie. Ah, uh, I wanted lot, that one to be good. It. Man, it was, it was like, a, it would have been a great Twilight Zone episode, but I felt like it was just... You know, like, there's a oh. scene where one of the characters eats a pie to show her grief, and she eats the whole thing, and it takes, like, ten minutes. And huh. I'm like, wow, that's so expressing her grief. And I'm like, no, they just wanted to stretch this idea out to 90 minutes, so they filled it in with ten minutes of pie eating. Terrible. Also, I could I could eat a pie. Jeez, well, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not even sad. That doesn't sound like grief. That sounds like vacation. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then my most dishonorable mention, Mother, the Darren Aronofsky movie. Oh, yeah, um, that looks truly awful. I, here's why it's my dishonorable mention, because 
I thought it was fantastic. I just think the message is so evil that I have to give yeah. it a dishonorable mention. Otherwise, it might be like in my top five. Um, for a for a contra take, there's a guy called the uh, Catholic Cinephile. You can Google him, and he loved it. It was one of his favorites of the year. So uh, get him for the uh, for the alternate take. But I thought it was pretty evil myself. Well, this is where we uh, still have to talk about um, uh, reviewing Noah. Uh, we 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 ah, still talked about that. Yes, because I loved it, but I don't know I don't know how you felt about that one. Oh, I loved it. I I, I have many, many caveats, but um, okay. The Tin Man did too. Movies. So there you go. It's one of those movies where, if my, like I kind of the worst that people assumed, I'm like, we don't know that's what he meant. And then Mother came out, and I'm like, ah, maybe it was the worst. <laughs> yes, indeed, I agree with you. I had the same thought, but the thing is, you know, it stands on its own, and so that's right. That's why I'm a lawyer. I can, as long as the case file is closed, I can argue. That's right. No you can't, you can't add stuff in after the rulings of it. <laughs> exactly. <Nice. laughs> well, Bo, this was a pleasure. Thank you for all of your contributions and to many more in the coming year. Hopefully this year will be better. I thought this, this year had a lot of great movies, but it was kind of, uh, you know, like it, it was a little thin at the top tier compared to mm. previous years, so hopefully this year we'll, we'll uh, get a little better. And better family movies. Ah, I wanted to throw out a shout-out. I don't know if you've seen Paddington 2, but take your family. It's the I best can't, children's yeah. movie in, in many years. Like, that's crazy that, like, it's because no one really made a big deal out of one, but, like, I've been hearing that two is really worth your time. Well, one's very good, too, but two's even better. It's just, it was, it's delight. It's, it was a delight. So go see that, people, and uh, no content issues whatsoever. Awesome. So, Looking forward to it. Thank you, Bo. Until next time, I'm the Catholic Movie Guy, and I'm out.